This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Okay, hands in the air. Who gets a little queasy when the topic of money and your business comes up? If money and financial stuff scares you, don't worry, you're not alone. But as business owners, it's so important that we know our numbers and having a financial dashboard, basically a snapshot of our business numbers is one of the best ways to do that. Financial freedom is one of the highest ranking reasons many virtual support pros start their businesses. But so often, once we're in the thick of it, we find it kind of hard to actually achieve that. So today we're gonna start changing that reality by diving into all things money with Danielle Hayden. Danielle is the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting Incorporated and the creator of the 12-week program, The Profit Planner. With over 10 years of corporate accounting under her belt, Danielle now provides entrepreneurs with the tools and strategies they need to manage their bookkeeping and the resources to grow their profits and the confidence to finally understand and control their finances by doing things like creating your financial dashboard. (laughs) So if this topic is one that you've been struggling to come to terms with in your own business, then you definitely need to hear her words of wisdom. So let's go ask Danielle how she uses her financial dashboard. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to dig into money, all things money talk today. Oh, this is my favorite topic. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a reformed uh, corporate accountant. So <laughs> I worked for over 10 years as a CFO in the corporate boardroom helping businesses understand their numbers so that they can grow the business. And so I got to work with the marketing teams and operations and sales, and it was a great experience and I learned so much. But through that time, I was starting to do more work in the community and I had found entrepreneurship and fell in love with it. And what I realized as I was working with other entrepreneurs is that all business owners despite the size of their business, all needed to know that same information that I was giving to this board. So I left corporate accounting and went on a mission to help entrepreneurs through helping them bookkeeping and then understanding their numbers so that they can grow their business. And so uh, my business partner and I started a company called Kickstart Accounting and we are on a, on a mission. That's awesome. That's awesome. And people like you are so needed because I know that without my bookkeeper and my CFO, I would just be lost all the time (laughs) and it would be another thing for me to have to do. So I appreciate people like you who are great with numbers. And we were talking earlier and we were talking about how you mentioned how it's so important for women in particular to own their financial success. Can you speak to that a little bit more and what, what that financial success means? 
Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. As we started Kickstart, we started working with all these business owners. And uh, it was so interesting to watch and see how different it was to work with male entrepreneurs than female entrepreneurs. And I'm sorry, ladies, but we do this. We, we run from what we don't understand. And that's an overgeneralization. Not mm-hmm. everyone does. But there's so many of us who we don't understand accounting, right? We didn't learn that and in, in going through school. And maybe it was a difficult topic for us. And instead of embracing the unknown, we run from it. And, and then we don't understand it. And then because we don't understand where our numbers are, we're not able to really assess our business. I always say that our numbers are trying to tell us a story. And if we don't listen to the story, we can't make better business decisions in the future. And if we can't make the right business decisions, how are we going to have success? And let's face it, we are not in business to run a nonprofit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are in business to, to, you know, support ourselves and to support our families and, and to make a living. And you can't do that if you are if you're not able to find financial success in your business. I love that. And I love that you pointed out that like we so often run from things that we don't feel like we're good at. And I think that when I started my business, the story I told myself was, oh, I've never been good with money, you know? And so that for me meant I'm never going to be good with money. So why am I even going to track and try, you know, I'm just going to like, throw things at the wall and hope they stick basically. Now that I am really digging into the numbers and looking at them with my team and, and everything every single month and, you know, often every single week as well. Some of those numbers, like there's, it's, there's such power that comes with that, you know, that you can start to be empowered by it rather than fearful about it. We hear that from a lot of our clients that, when they first started working with us, they were so afraid to even make the phone call to get help. And then it's this really cool transition that you finally get the help, but then you finally see the numbers. And then as, as you get to know the numbers and as you can learn from them and you start making changes in your business, as you understand the numbers, you start to feel really empowered and, yeah. and feel like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the other thing I want to point out to my audience is like, I know for me, a lot of the baggage and why I waited to hire people to help me with these things was because I was like, oh, they're going to see like, you know, the cluster, <laughs> you know what, that I've created and yeah. everything. And it's not true. Like you guys are always so nice, <laughs> you know? So, and, and yeah. I know that I'm, and I mean, by you guys, like bookkeeper, are always so nice. Mm -hmm. They want to help you and they understand that like there are things that you guys aren't good at that we're good at, you know, and vice versa. So yeah, I mean, marketing is not something I I want (laughs) anything to do with. You know, know, I'm glad you said that, you know, we hear all kinds of reasons why people don't hire a bookkeeper or take that next step. And, And this isn't even about hiring a bookkeeper. Maybe it's just setting up an accounting system, right? So maybe you're not ready for, for that. Maybe it's just even getting yourself in a cookbook profile, right? So, or it's taking it to the next level. We hear, I'm not organized. I'm afraid you're going to judge me for how often I go to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm scared to know what, what my business is truly, like how it's truly performing. I have people who always say, I'm not big enough when my business is big enough. I run this small store. I run this small business. We had a a client who she had never had an accounting system and she had been in business for three years 
we did what we call a catch-up service. So we, we took her entire year and we put it into QuickBooks. And this woman was doing almost $300,000 a year wow. in sales. Yeah. She had no idea. She had no idea what her expenses were. She had no idea how much she was going to have to pay in taxes. And then she said, well, I just have this small business. I said, honey, you don't have a small business. You are doing $300,000 a year. Like yeah. you do not have a small business. It is time to up level. So um, those are all those like crazy mindset stories yeah. that we tell ourselves and it keeps us from embracing it. Right. Perfect. Well, okay. So now that we've got our mindset, hopefully we're like getting it together and everything. Let's talk about that financial dashboard and what that looks like in terms of first steps in terms of creating this. Yeah. So yeah, once you've overcome that and you've gotten yourself set up in a, an accounting software, you know, we talked a little bit at the beginning about numbers that we look at weekly and the numbers that we look at on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And I really want to encourage people to look at certain numbers in your business on a weekly basis. So we have this signature framework that we have created that's called the profit planner. And in our signature series, what we suggest that businesses do is every week, I want you to start looking at your cash balance and you can create this in an Excel document. You can do it with a pen and paper, whatever it makes sense for you. I prefer for people to put this in an Excel document because you can watch the trends over time. Uh, but even if you're doing that in a notebook, you can still look at the trends. So look at your cash balance. Look at who owes you money. So if you have accounts receivable, Every week, you need to look at who owes you money and you deserve to get paid. Collect on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so send out your collection notices. Then look at who do you need to pay, right? So if you have contractors that you're working with, you know, your employees, you know, their salary or hourly amounts that are coming up that week. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of redoing your website. So, you know, you, you have a payment coming up to the website designer or your coaching program or a subscription or a software that you are using. Whatever payments that you know are coming up, jot those down so that you have a clear picture this week of what money's coming in and what money's going out, right? And that will give you a really easy way to be able to make business decisions this week. Mm -hmm. If you do not have the cash and you owe people money, then honey, you cannot join anything else. You <laughs> money. And then the, the last piece is I, I want you to monitor your sales every week. Mm -hmm. So I always write down last month's sales and then current month's sales and then, you know, quarter to date, maybe year to date. But the reason I suggest doing last month and this month, and maybe even if, if you set a budget or a goal, you can jot that down there as well. And look at your sales month to date. And here's why this is important. If it's the you know, second or third week of the month, and let's say last month you did you know, $10,000, and it's the third week of the month and you've only brought in 2,500, then what did you do last month mm -hmm. that you're not doing this month, yeah. right? And if you have a growth plan and you're, you know, you're doing the same amount of sales as last month and the previous month, then what do we need to change in our business so that we can mm -hmm. escalate those sales? 
I love that. I especially love the last part and tying it into looking at those numbers weekly because I just recently taught a money and metrics masterclass uh, for some of the ladies in some of my groups. And one of the things I said was like, if you're looking at your numbers weekly and you know, at the end of week one or week two, like, like the example that you gave, you know, I usually have a $10,000 month and right now I'm sitting in the middle of the month and I'm only at 2,500. You still have time to make some changes and to catch yeah. up versus if you're only looking at them monthly and you don't know until January 31st, oh, I didn't make my month, you know, then you don't have time to make anything, to change anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even looking at this, even thinking long-term, to give you a long-term example of how this helps one of my clients, we had a client who, this was about a year ago, she had just started working with us, she became a, a bookkeeping client, and we were sending her this weekly dashboard every Monday. And she had, at the same time, decided to launch this new program. And in this program, she needed to hire several contractors. And she would rely on those contractors to give her an estimate of the amount of time that it was going to take to do a, this project. And the contractors were underestimating their time. Mm. And so she was having an issue as she watched this dashboard every week. Yes, her sales were growing. She was meeting her numbers. She was meeting her goals, but her clients were slow to pay. Mm -hmm. So she gave them terms. They didn't have to pay for 30 days, maybe 45 days. And in the meantime, she had contractors working and they were working over the amount of time they thought and submitting those hours. And so she had to pay for that. She also needed to sign up for a few different software companies to help her support this new, new line. Well, every week we were watching her credit cards increase, her availability shrink, her cash reserves shrink. And she was so thankful that she was able to watch this trend. So by August, she said, this is not working. I am terminating the service. We are not offering it anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's always, she always talks about how grateful she is because had she not been looking at that dashboard, she might have gone the entire year offering yeah. that service. I mean, she could have be, you know, in serious credit card debt right now had she not been looking at that right in front. You know, a lot of people don't do their, their financials until tax time. Yeah. So she had waited an entire year. Could you imagine how much trouble she would have been in? Uh, that would have been awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great example of exactly why, you know, you should track things and everything. I love that. So what are some of the other, you talked a lot about some of the metrics that we should be tracking. Um, one of the other things that I want to touch on before we go is KPI, key performance indicators. And I, I got this wrong for a while at first too, the fact that like every metric that you track is not necessarily KPI, right? The KPIs are the ones that are so specific to your goals and that you want to make improvements upon or, you know, increase or whatever more immediately. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So KPIs are another tool to help you read the story that your numbers are telling you, right? Mm -hmm. So we get our financial statements at the end of the month and we can pull things from our financials by just looking at them, right? We can look at trends, we can uh, assess growth, but the KPIs give us a tool. They give us a way to perform an analysis, right? Mm -hmm. like, like a CFO. And so I like for our clients to take KPIs and look at them over time. So you know, every month run the same KPIs and look at the, the trends every, every month of those KPIs. And here's what I always tell people. 
Not every KPI is going to align with you. If it does not work for you, if it is not telling you something, stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Find another one, right? And that doesn't mean stop running KPIs. I just mean stop running that KPI. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you have to find a KPI that aligns with your goals. So we hear a lot from our clients that their goal is to be as profitable as possible, right? Mm-hmm. They want to take home profits this year. It was a big trend that we're seeing this year. And so they're scaling back their spending and they're monitoring their profit. And so a really good way to monitor that is to look at your net income month over month and look at your profit and look at your sales compared to your, your net income. That's a really great KPI to monitor your success of that goal. Mm-hmm. Love it. Perfect. So can you tell our audience one thing that they can do like now this week to start improving their money story, their money journey in their own business? Yeah. So I am a big believer of action and momentum. Yes. So for me, I, you know, when I am feeling stuck on something or I know that there's something I want to do, I, I just need to take a step. Right. So, and then once I take one step, another step. And and I start to build on this momentum. So I encourage you all to take one step, take one action that's going to help you start to gain momentum. Maybe, you know, depending on where you are in your business, maybe it's finally opening up your business checking account and separating your business from your personal. Maybe that one step is logging onto the QuickBooks website today and setting up that QuickBooks profile. Maybe it's looking for a bookkeeper or getting one new tool. Uh, If you are not sure what to do, start with that dashboard we went through, Yeah. right? That's something that you can do from your point of sale. You know, you collect that information from your point of sale system. Uh, However, you're collecting payments from your customers. You can pull your sales. You can log into your checking account and get your cash balance. Uh, You can, you know, go through who owes you money and who you owe money to. That is a great action step that you can start right now. And if you can start it this week, set a calendar reminder for next week. Yes. Uh, I'm a big believer in CEO time, right? We can't always be working in our business. We have to take a step back and work on our business. And so maybe it's every morning before you throw yourself into the throes of entrepreneurship, uh, you take 15 minutes beforehand and you complete that dashboard. Or maybe Mondays don't work for you. I know I'm exhausted on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's Friday, guys. You know, there's, you know, we talk so much about it in society, right? A a morning routine and we look at all these experts about what they're doing. And just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So (laughs) figure out what works for you. Maybe it's Wednesday night, you know, just Mm -hmm. whenever you're going to do it throw in that calendar invite and start looking at that dashboard every week. I promise you, you'll start to learn about your, your business and it'll start to empower you. Perfect. And can you tell us about the freebie that we're going to put in the show notes that you're going to offer our audience? Yes, absolutely. So I mentioned before, we have a signature framework called the Profit Plan of Book Series. So I would love to give all of your audience 15% off of that. She did that as the, the coupon code. Uh, you can find it uh, on, the, on the website. I also have a financial goal setting worksheet. This worksheet will walk you through the key metrics that we suggest entrepreneurs know today. Perfect. Thank you so much. And where can we find you online? Yeah, the best place to find me is uh, profitplannerbookkeeping.com. 
I hang out on social media. I am on Instagram and Facebook. I love hanging out with other entrepreneurs. So come find me there and, and we can continue the money conversation. Uh, it is Danielle Hayden underscore OH. So all awesome. you Ohio fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Danielle. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I, I love coming. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.